What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Studios podcast. This is where some friends get together, talk about music, business, and the balance of both with life. I'm your host, Nathan Collins. As always, we are joined by the one and only Kevin Beggs, Jonathan hey. Boucher, hey. and once again, we are joined by Ben Brewer. Hello, hello. Let's get into this. Let's um, do it. Wow, that instrumental hit. It did. <laughs> hard. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> Uh man, that was good. That was good. All right. Well, hi everybody. Welcome back. Um so we've done this probably a total of 8 times now. <laughs> um each time less successful than the last, but this time we're going to nail it. You're going to know what nostalgia is. You ready? <laughs> so uh Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Are you? All right. <laughs> so we've done um nostalgia month uh theme on our podcast before um for all of you ogs that have been here since 2020 um we're sorry that you've experienced our previous <laughs> things um if you made it through the frederick driver one i commend you dear heavens that was a difficult one that to get was through. wild <laughs> uh don't come back and look for it because it's all all evidence all is deleted so uh, they're in the <laughs> lost tapes times two. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Keeping Wild you in the times. vault for now, forever, <laughs> never. Yeah, forever. see the light of day because we only grow from here. Yeah, and so <laughs> season four is the beginning. <laughs> yeah, season four is the beginning because we only grow, and so if we release the things that we did in the past, we're either uh, destined to fall face first on the concrete or pure embarrassment it's just for comedy mm. if we post it again it's for comedy exactly it's for keep, pure keep comedy. in the vault yeah. yeah look back on it release a little bit look where we were <laughs> our yeah. first episode me and nathan uh talking about uh, how we threw our cats off the balcony oh okay maybe keep that one in the vault <laughs> yeah yeah there's quite a few of those yeah <laughs> we're a little too honest way too instead honest. of sharing knowledge and intelligence we're sharing stupidity and confessions <laughs> <laughs> sounds like songwriting yeah yeah basically yeah. Yeah. but we did in podcast form <laughs> yeah so <clears throat> today um guys it's freaking september um wake oh. me up when it ends wow <laughs> okay okay <laughs> Do you remember? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> never mind. Oh, <laughs> never mind. My brain went a different way. Um, okay, hey, real quick. Um, I want to tell you guys about something cool. Uh, we have our special, special fall merch dropping this month. Um, so make sure you're following us across social media platforms so that you can get... The merch before you come to our October concert series, which is happening every single Saturday uh, in October. Wow. Not every Saturday ever, just every Saturday in October. <laughs> that would so, be wild. And it's, we're hosting it right here at, at Diamond Studios in the backyard. Full of concrete. <laughs> yep. And kudzu. <laughs> be in the backyard again. The backyard against, yeah. <clears throat> well, it's taken way too long to get to our topic, and I'm so sorry. But uh, so today, uh, it's September, um, we're gonna be talking about nostalgia, and uh, we're gonna dive into nostalgia, nostalgia, 
Nostalgia, nostalgia. Nostalgia, potato, <laughs> potato. Same thing. Uh, nostalgic production. Um, I'm excited about this because I enjoy sound design. Yeah. So it's going to be fun. All right. In our eyes, what is what is nostalgia? When you uh, remember something from your past and uh, your brain activates serotonin and then you feel good. Feel, wow. Feel good memories. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Kind of hard to argue with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, I think everybody has experienced some form of nostalgia, yeah. right? Um, I think the cool part about this episode is instead of talking about um, triggering, like nostalgia being triggered, I think we're gonna we're gonna dive more into triggering nostalgia. So let's dive into nostalgic production. So we're the ones pulling the trigger. Yeah, yeah. So we gotta. What do we look for if we're if we're creating a song? Um, what's the process look like if we're trying to produce something that is nostalgic um, to to ourselves, right? More so, um, man. What's something you guys focus on when producing a nostalgic track? I feel like you want that old school style um, sound. So you want that like older production. Yeah. yeah so I mean, for you, it would be like that '70s drum sound, like super dead, super warm, and that would give that super nostalgia feel. I could see that. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> or like a really bad sounding like '90s drum machine. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Or for me, it's the shape of the sound. Hmm. Just, I mean, it's if it's like well rounded, it'll take me back, or if it's like sharper, it'll take me back to a, sp- a certain, certain part. But it's yeah, it's the shape of yeah. the sound itself for me, not necessarily a certain style. I'm more of a style person. Yeah. Like uh, I think of like the Beach Boys and the Beatles when I think of nostalgia, because mm. it's just you don't hear a lot of stuff like that, especially coming out today, kind of. I don't know, you can call it a million different genres, maybe dream pop, baroque pop. That's true. But I like uh I like a lot of harmonies. And mm. uh if I'm trying to write something nostalgic, probably something pretty simple, just with a lot of harmonies. Hmm. Mm. Maybe even what they're writing about. I feel like you can't write happy songs anymore. <laughs> That's depressing. It's tough. <laughs> they- Nostalgia is based around just depression. <laughs> I think I think my nostalgia nostalgia vibe, honestly, is Elvis. <laughs> I loved Elvis when I was little. I was all about Elvis. Really? I used to um, I used to listen <laughs> when I didn't have a CD player. I I used to in my room. I used to uh, I figured out I could put his. Well, his CDs, well, just any CD, I yeah. guess, in my PlayStation, <laughs> and it would play yeah. it on TV. <laughs> yeah. So I would always be listening to Elvis on the TV, which is like a weird. That's wild. It's kind I of. I didn't know you were into Elvis. It's like this is like ten or eleven year old me listening just to Elvis, like jamming to Elvis. It's awesome. I can see some of that. Whenever I think whenever you first told me that, I was like, "That's really interesting." That bleeds in a little bit of your music. I can see that. But it's like so subtle that like if you never told me, I would have never guessed no. that. Huh. 
Yeah. I what? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm putting you in his pants. <laughs> yeah, all right, okay. you know talking what? about Elvis, not Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh no! We need the we need the button. <laughs> oh, the, the offense button. <laughs> no, like I'm just imagining you wearing his style. Oh, I see. Like instead of listening to the music. the whole the whole getup yeah. and everything. Yeah, I see. Like the chaps and. Boots and frizzles. Frizzles. With the frizz? Mama. No way. <laughs> but yeah, as a kid, I'm like younger, I started listening to him when I was actually really young. I really liked him. Hmm. It's like five and seven year old me loved Elvis. You had a PlayStation at five? No, and I'm saying like the the love of Elvis went oh, on. I see. Oh, I see. Uh, okay. All right. That time, that age. I see. I was like, man, your parents were cool. <laughs> they had an Elvis CD. That just happened to be like in the rotation when I was like at that age to like discover, listen, yeah, you know, it's a good age. It's a good age. All right, what do we think some pros and cons are for um, using nostalgic production? I have multiple answers for this, so I'm gonna let you guys go. Yeah, I think it could potentially put you in a rut, maybe. Hmm. So, like, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, like, for one, you're going to go numb to it, and then people are also going to hear that repetition from you. And so not that you should worry so much what people think, but I think your audience is definitely going to be like, it's the same. But it also might work, because (laughs) Nickelback has not released a different album since mid-2000s, probably. That's very true. I think it depends on what you're, how you're using nostalgia. Like, um, if you're using nostalgic production, you know, on new things you're making, I think that's different than, like, playing the same songs over and over again. (laughs) But for some people, it's nostalgia, though, at this point. And so Nickelback is using that, in a sense. Yeah. So maybe that was their plan all along, and they're just geniuses. (laughs) Let's just make a bunch of albums that sound the same. Eventually, someone will be nostalgic for it. You know, I would like to—I'd like to listen to Nickelback's albums back to back to back, and not judge the sound of the songs, but judge the sound of the masters. Hmm. That would be interesting. Because if that's consistent, I'd have so much respect for them. I think I'm that's be, hard to do. You're trying to suggest a Nickelbackathon? We should have a Nickelbackathon. All right. <laughs> We're gonna live stream it. <laughs> I don't hate Nickelback. No, you love Nickelback. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, they have a few songs that are nostalgic to me. Yeah. I mean, I think everyone has a few. Wait, which Nickelback. ones are yours? Um, I love <laughs> With Arms Wide Open uh, or Wide Up, whatever it's called. Um, and then the. Uh... That's not Nickelback. Oh, wait, who is that? <laughs> that- oh, that's Creed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much oh, he no, loves right. Nickelback. <laughs> Never mind. I was Wait, over here. I was Nickelback. over here, like questioning. I was like, "Is that is that by Nickelback?" Nickelback. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I hate him. I don't know. Maybe you hate him. I I did. I always got them confused. I liked how you remind me. That was one that I kept singing as a kid. But then as I got <sighs> older, I grew a distaste for it. So the nostalgia effect didn't work for me. 
<laughs> photograph is a classic. Yeah. I can't listen to it without. Graph. <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> Look at this math. <laughs> Look at this keyboard. <laughs> you can get Look it out of there meme. somewhere. Um, I think a, uh, I think a pro of using nostalgia, nostalgic production. Um, I think a pro is a personal pro is um, translating. Uh, thoughts and emotions. Um, I think that's important. Um, I think a con... We don't necessarily have this type of issue, but I think a con is... Um, most of the time, you end up with a overpriced project. Yeah. Because if you're aiming for nostalgia, um, you could go drop, you know... $500 on crappy gear online and record it in your living room instead of coming to a studio or going to a studio. Yeah. Like, you know, you can just drop the 500 bucks on a crappy setup. Um, if you're going for that kind of nostalgia. Yeah. Now, if you're going for a, uh, like a mid 2000s pop nostalgia, then you need a specific, you'll need a studio for that because the sounds are not they're not cheap sounds they're hard to recreate they're very hard to recreate because you were in a time of technology where they were trying to figure stuff out so 90% of what they did was on accident anyway so just crazy to think about yeah (laughs) so cool um yeah so I think I think a pro is um you definitely get a lot of emotions and stuff out of it yeah um and it's cool it's cool to translate that uh, but a con would definitely be, you know, for people who have to pay for studio time. They'll get expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Because what with nostalgia, you just want to record it. and But not just like a one, t- one and done type deal. Not always anyway. Um, you want to actually put in the effort and the feeling and the emotion into it. And once you start mixing music and emotions, it just becomes time consuming. And if you are spending studio time and spending dollars for studio time trying to mix emotions and music um, for a nostalgic person, I mean, <laughs> person, for a nostalgic um, reason, yeah, then it gets pricey. I hope that made sense. Mm. It did. did. I think uh, nostalgia can be, I mean, it's a double-edged sword. I yeah. think it can be useful if you're trying to connect to maybe a wider audience <clears> or <throat> connect to your own nostalgia, things that you remembered fondly. But if the songwriting or if the song itself isn't great yeah. and you're just leaning into nostalgia, it can get old really fast. Yeah. Because once that wears off, you're like, oh, it's not really a great song. But yeah. there have been a lot of really great songs that people are, have loved for a long time because, yeah. hey, here's something that, Sure, it, it it scratches that itch, but it's also something that's new, and it's something that's interesting, and yeah. something that actually is worthy of keeping your attention. Yeah, that's very true. So, useful in the right circumstances. Yeah, I think it just depends dangerous. on how you use it. Like, um, this is weird, and you guys can call me stupid. For, <laughs> but stupid. I had this like <laughs> this genius light bulb moment a couple minutes ago where I was like. Maybe the reason, so you know how the whole, there's like a whole phenomenon of like, 
old artists making albums like the Rolling Stones or like, you know, a band like that or Nickelback. I don't know. Um, (laughs) They're making these new albums and they're sucking, right? We can agree. (laughs) Like the new era, a new Aerosmith (laughs) album wouldn't be amazing. No. I feel like, okay, <laughs> I don't know where I'm, okay. I'm flying blind right now. It's okay. The keep reason going. Keep flying. The reason, I feel like the reason there's, they're not as good is because they're, they're using all this new like production to sound crisp mm. and clean and they don't sound like, yeah, they don't sound like they sounded and it's, and now it sounds cheesy. Cheesy and mm. corny, yeah. You, if you put like trying to update their sound, yeah. But then um, you're listening to uh, I don't know lyrics for whatever reason. To me, um, when a new, an old band writes new material that is still in the same kind of style that they would write their old material, it sounds cheesy now. Hmm. Then you go back and listen to like their classic stuff, like it doesn't sound cheesy, but their lyric style hasn't changed that yeah. much. Maybe it's the production. But that doesn't make sense. I feel like with the, like the production plays a, a certain part in that. Yeah. Because you're hearing this and you're listening to like something that is as clear as the popular artists now. So mm-hmm. you're thinking it's gonna be like deep in in some way. Yeah. And it just is like surface like surface level like songs about love. I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. Is that a weird, that's a weird point. It's a weird point. I like it though. I, I think it's like if they, they tried to produce it so that it sounds less, I don't know, perfect. Maybe it would, it would come across better. I don't know. I see. I think also trying to write the same lyrics that you did when you were early (laughs) twenties, early thirties versus sixties or seventies. It's like, Man, a lot has happened in life, and you're still trying to write the same songs that sound the same way. I think, you know, I look at David Bowie. He's someone that was a rocker who released incredible music up until his passing. Yeah. But some of that's because the stuff when he was, you know, Black Star does not sound like Ziggy Stardust. It doesn't sound like Hunky Dory. So I think seeing that growth (laughs) and being able to appreciate that instead of... You know, if, I, I don't mean to pick on Aerosmith with you, but if they released an album that was just sounded like an Aerosmith <laughs> album, it's like, it's almost with like modern, you're trying to live. modern production and like audible auto-tune. Yeah. yeah. You're trying to live in the nostalgia instead of growing and looking back. Because people, people would listen to an Aerosmith album if it was great or if it was terrible. Especially meme culture. We're not saying Aerosmith yeah. sucks, by the way. Just like that was just like one that stuck out. I could pro- I could probably say like the Eagles or something too, and it would be similar. And I, I love start the picking on old bands. It's just Aerosmith yeah. fans and Eagle fans just with knives ready right now. You I said, love the Eagles. I'm going know, to see the I Eagles. Know. You said the Eagles, the way a football looks. Mm. The eagle, like I don't. I, anyway, it's just how you said it. <laughs> you get really a football team. You're like, what? I love football. Um, so we're we're picking on old bands, but let's pick on, uh, nostalgic production now. Um, we're in a weird, weird place in music. Um, where I think we have, um, 
This is weird. This is weird. But I think we have technology that is evolving so quickly that musicians and artists and producers don't have enough time to figure out who they are as musicians and artists. And so we have this technology and these abilities, and then we have the human side of things where artists are not developing as realistic, like, artists. Mm -hmm. They're being controlled by, like, either the industry, um, not in a conspiracy way, but, like, through technology, like, their their progress is being manipulated in a way. So um, do we think that nostalgic production is driving the music industry right now. And it, this is a weird thought. We have so we have all this technology, right? Yeah. This incredible technology and like most of the people doing music are trying to sound like their music is from the 70s, their yeah. music is from the 80s, yeah. their music is from the 90s. Yeah. So I feel like that kind of says a lot. Yeah. I definitely think um, we have all this technology, but we're using it to make our music sound older. Yeah, as yeah. far as like emulation things and things that make it everything sound like. And I love from that. This era. <laughs> a lot yeah. of the music yeah. I listen to sound like yeah. has that old production. Yeah, and if they're in a different genre, then they're still using stuff from the the seventies, eighties, and nineties. Um, I took a few screenshots just a minute ago. Um, of driving the music industry, I definitely think there's um, a level of nostalgia. And I know there's a mental thing happening um, where you're associating timeless tracks with new artists. And then that blends the two. I know it's a mental marketing thing. Um, that's a different topic for another day. Um, so you've got I Like It by Cardi B. Um, you know, the Pete Rodriguez. Yeah. Classic. Uh, Feel It Steel by Portugal. The man. Um, yeah, Portugal the man. Portugal the man. What a name. But uh, yeah, samples Please Mr. Postman. Old Town Road, Lil Nas X. Samples 34 Ghosts um, by Nine Inch Nails. That's wild. That is wild. I never knew that, actually. That's crazy. That's annoying that I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just, I don't know. He's a, he's a very sampleable artist. Yeah, he is, isn't he? Uh, nice for What by Drake. <laughs> um, X Factor by Lauren Hill. Break My Heart, Dua Lipa. Um, You'd samples. be surprised by how many people have uh, sampled Radiohead. Oh, I'm sure tons. Yeah. Anyway, that's just a few. I have a lot more. But um, I definitely think, you know, we've all heard of those artists. Yeah. They're all mainstream radios. Um, and I'm sure most mainstream uh, news outlets are already deeming them as you know timeless or classic artists or whatever, um, which is weird. But I definitely think the nostalgic production, um, is is driving the music industry right now. Right now, five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, definitely not. I don't think people knew what was it happening. It was definitely they like were just Skrillex. Like, yeah, yeah. Like new, that was yeah. all like new. Yeah. So you see, I think has halted us from moving forward. No, a hundred percent. I think we should be a step above where we were seven years ago, where the electro age. Yeah. I think we should be five or six steps ahead of 
Because I feel like creators in that genre are still moving forward, but the mainstream is so focused on staying, staying where yeah. we're at. Well, I mean, Diplo is producing country music now. Blows my mind. So like, I don't really. Maybe not all of them. Yeah, but still though, Dude, I do country think music is like coming back up. Like the old old vibes. There's a lot of Post indie, indie country happening too. Yeah. Well, Tyler Childers. We're in a weird. There's a lot. It's a weird time. Yeah. It's just a weird time in music in general. Put down your computers. Take out your tape machine, <laughs> acoustic guitar, and <laughs> and yeehaw. <laughs> I don't. Know. Wow. Oh, well, hey, you guys tell us, what do you think about nostalgia? Um, wherever you're listening to this, wherever you're watching this, um, is uh, nostalgic things, music, production, uh, is it driving the music industry? Um, and let us know your opinions on it. We'd love to know. We'd love to know. Maybe we'll read it on on the show at one point. Talk to us. Maybe yeah. about a month from now. Y- yep. Yep, I guess so. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, as I mentioned earlier, keep an eye out on the uh, the new fall merch. It is that time of year. Um, sorry, we do not have any pumpkin spice latte merch. Um, <laughs> so, you know. It's like a scented hoodie with pumpkin spice. But <laughs> Gross. People would buy it. But what have, uh, what, what have we been listening to this week? I'm on a major, major um, switch foot kick. <laughs> yeah. Like, since they dropped all of the, um, <coughs> like, their version of the Jumbellion, yeah. the Ingrid, uh, all of that, I, I've listened to Oh Gravity, I've listened to Vice Versus. It's good I stuff. Just digging in. Hello, Hurricane. Yep. It's a great time for me right now. It's good stuff. Speaking of nostalgia. <laughs> yeah. What you been listening to? I've <laughs> uh, been listening to a little bit of punk, which is honestly kind of nostalgic for me. Just think about different times. Uh, some Jeff Rosenstock, some Pixies. Mm. Nice. Yeah, just enjoying it. Nice. Um, stepped out of my element and listened to Quavo's new album. This past, it dropped two weeks ago, I think. Um, yeah, I dropped it. I mean, I listened to it the day it dropped, but... Um, just not making it to be my music pick. Yeah, I, I, there's something different about that one. Um, good or bad? Good. Good. Okay. Like I, I didn't hate every second of it. That's awesome. It, it was good. Um, I'm gonna have to listen. Okay. This is going to come across very offensive and it's okay. Um, most rap, like the genre, it sounds like you're talking to a potato, like (laughs) someone, (laughs) Someone with zero, like, A, common sense. Someone with zero intellectual anything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's like, no, I get it. It's supposedly a style. So I have mad respect for people who, like, literally can't read or write, you know? Um, but actually make something of themselves. That that takes skill. Um, but most rappers that we know, um, they're they're super smart. But they take themselves and intellectually water themselves down to make them fit a certain stereotype. Um, and I've got my feelings about that. You know, I, I just think it's disrespectful 
um, to both the rapper and the target clientele. Um, I've always thought that way. It's nothing new. Um, I just do. It's disrespectful. Um, but anyway, Quavo's album, listening to it, he sounds like an intellectual man that is creating good music. Hmm. And maybe I need to listen to it again, but I don't know. But when I listened to it, the first time I was like, this is, this is like, I'm not listening to a potato. Yeah. Like I'm actually, I'm listening to a human being who actually has experiences in life going through these things. And I mean, sure, your typical topics are in there and that's annoying to me, but you can tell he was writing from a different place than just, I want the money. I see what you mean by potato now. You're not just listening to a body yeah. just say things to yeah. you. I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It was good. All right. Well, that's my... Yeah, go for it. Sorry. Um, <laughs> To tie in, I guess, with our uh, nostalgia theme, I've, I've been listening to some Cut Worms. Hmm. He has a very nostalgic-sounding production, and he... His voice is n- nostalgic sounding. Yeah. Um, yeah, his album, No One Lives Here Anymore. Nobody Lives Here Anymore. And he has a new album out that's pretty good. Uh, I, only, I only know that band because of Jonathan. <laughs> it makes me think of like when you're fishing and you have to pinch the worm in mm. half. That's funny because like it's he's like he's like country twinged. Interesting sound. Hmm. That's like his thing. Interesting, like old school, old old school, but like indie music. <clears throat> well, you need to check him out. Cutworms. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in, and listening. Uh, hey, if you like the show, give us five stars. Um, if you don't like the show, go somewhere Shut else. On. <laughs> Shut it. <laughs> we have Mister Aggressive and Mister Not Aggressive. Um, one of the two. I'll just be the mediator. There you go. Um, No, we really, we really appreciate everybody listening. Um, We have just recently discovered that um, growth in our podcast is happening um, because we've been looking at the wrong statistics (laughs) or only one side of statistics and, you know, um, but growth is happening and it's, it's your fault. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) I could have phrased that better, but all right. (laughs) Well, (laughs) we'll see you guys next week. Um, where we talk about uh, killing or giving life. All right. You want to sing this oh out? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> this has been the podcast. Woo. This has been the podcast. <laughs> so much girth. <laughs>